Detroit is in the house. All over the world, pose a problem for what's known as Western interests. You developing a conviction that there is something so dear. It's worth to be about the glory of God. Something so eternally true that they're worth dying for. First task is to give the believers to If a man has not discovered something that he will die for, he will get to live. Good morning, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and we're just going to get started with this episode. It's going to be pretty quick, just kind of getting your backstory on. This is the first episode of this podcast, and it's just going to give you um, a quick brief on who I am and where I stand and what I believe on politics and culture and the family and whatnot. Uh, to start with, uh, my name is Zachary Kameen. Uh, I go by The Curious Christian on YouTube, and you can follow me on Twitter at um, Zachary Kameen, and you can um, add me on Facebook at Zachary Kameen, and also you can email me on Zachary Kameen at yahoo.com. So, let's get into this thing. The thing that we're going to deal with today is I'm here in Michigan, I'm born and raised all over the place, but right now I live in Michigan. Uh, quick fun fact, uh, growing up, we, me and my mom actually figured it out that in my first 18 years, we moved 21 times. So uh, I don't know if anybody's beat that. If you've beaten that, then I'd love to hear from you because that'd be impressive. I've yet to meet somebody who has moved as often as I have, except obviously my own family, but that doesn't count. Uh, I am married. Uh, I'm 26 years old and I have three beautiful daughters. Uh, I have been a Christian for eight years. Uh, for The first 18 years, I was a non-Christian, a non-believer, between agnostic and atheist, and since 18, have been, uh, by God's grace, faithfully walking with Him. And today, I wanted to tackle the idea of uh, greatness. Uh, A friend of mine posed the question, you know, has America ever been great? And is America great? Is that time now? How do we make America great? And I wanted to uh, step into that. So, uh, I would argue, right, is what is, first thing, what is the idea of being great? And the idea of being great, at least from my perspective, from uh, well, I'm going to try to be a faithful uh, Christian perspective, is kind of look at the idea of biblical greatness. Now, one obvious greatness would be uh, uh, population size or whatnot. Uh, if that's the case, then I wouldn't say America is the 
greatest in the sense like China's larger than us, India's larger than us. Um, there are countries, uh, there are continents that have more population than us. And so, but I don't think that that is what uh, we mean by, you know, make America great again or keep America great or anything of that nature. Uh, the idea that uh, I gather from the idea of greatness is the idea that the Lord Jesus says about, you know, great in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, so is America great in God's eyes? Because uh, you can have a population of a billion, right, like India or China, but does that make you as a nation great? Or does that just mean that, you know, you guys have a lot of babies and it's just a lot more people that God can scoff at? You know, you're not impressing anybody by how many people you have. Uh, so, if you turn to, I think it's Matthew chapter 5, which I'm doing as we speak, which is giving me more hassle than I would prefer on a first uh Delio is it says in Matthew 5:19 therefore whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to be the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven so i'm going to just argue that any nation whose primary objective is to teach and practice, or practice and teach, however you want to slice or dice it, they have to do them both anyway, so whatever logically you think needs to go down, let it happen, uh, then that nation is great. So a nation that both teaches and practices, preaches and practices uh, God's commandments. Uh, if they only teach and do not preach, or do not practice, then they're no better than Pharisees. If they only practice and do not teach, then again, they're no better than Pharisees, uh, which were not great. Right? Uh, the whole Sermon on the Mount is to pit the disciples of Christ with the disciples of the Pharisees. And so... Uh, I would argue, as a Christian, America, there have been good times, there have been great times in America, but the only times that they were great were when they were good. Um, and the only time that they were good is when they tried to faithfully practice and preach the Word of God. Um, and so those times would be places like the Great Awakenings, uh, revival areas, um, but mind you, this isn't uh, those are localized areas. And so my argument would be America is great, not because the nation may or may not be great, but that America gives the opportunity to allow its people, to allow uh, its states rather, 
to decide whether to be great. So, for instance, I would say that Michigan is greater than New York, even though Michigan is less populous than New York, and there's probably more Christians in New York than there is in Michigan. But uh, Michigan has lighter First Amendment uh, laws. Uh, it has you can say that more things. You can uh, you don't have to worry too much. There's well, there's not stop and frisk. You know there are there are things you can do in Michigan. There are things you can say in Michigan that you can can technically say in Detroit, but you know you have to get permits and you have to do this then the other uh you're you're bound to create tensions you're bound to be notorious and all that uh well in michigan that's not exact that's not an issue uh so that's where i would stand uh do i consider myself great no because personally i am though i preach a good game uh i obviously struggle with practicing uh, personally, I think that no one individual, except for the Lord Jesus himself, is great. And so when Jesus says, uh, therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least um, of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be considered least in the kingdom of heaven or called least, I think he's saying everybody's least except for me. Uh, which you can say is proud, but alas, Jesus alone is the only one who perfectly put proper weights upon every single law of God and um, on top of that perfectly practiced them. Uh, and so, that being said, uh, Jesus alone is great and great is that nation to whom she or to whom he is Lord of. So, my argument during a lot of these podcasts will be, Jesus is Lord, uh, he is our Lord, and so you need to confess he is my Lord. Uh, not to get too much of it into the weeds on this, but uh, I likened some of unbelievers to when uh, the, um, President Trump became president, oh, many of the Democrats would say, um, not my president, not my president, not my president. But he was your president. And now people are saying he's my president, but I really don't like him, which is fine because that's where I've stood um, this whole time. Uh, similarly, unbelievers are saying, you know, not my Lord, not my Lord, not my Lord, but he is your Lord. And now you can say Jesus is Lord and say, I don't like him, though. Uh, you'd be wrong and you need to repent of that. But you still need to recognize that he's Lord. Uh, and you may not like him, but he's still greater than you. In fact, he is greatness itself, uh, for he alone practices and preaches perfectly. Uh, that's all I've got. Uh, so how do, a takeaway from this is uh, how do we make America great again? The takeaway from it is read God's word, preach God's word, practice God's word. All right, God bless you guys. This is The Curious Christian, and until next time.